Diabetes is a complex disease that affects many individuals. An estimated 11 million Canadians have either diabetes or prediabetes, and this involves problems with one's blood glucose level, where glucose is a type of sugar that is found dissolved in the blood. The blood glucose circulates and helps provide energy to the body's organs. Frequent urination, more thirst, and more hunger are all common symptoms of diabetes. A central issue to many forms of diabetes is insulin, where sugars and carbohydrates are taken in from food. They're packaged into glycogen and stored in the liver. However, when the body needs to use the sugar for energy, the glycogen is broken down into glucose, taken out of the liver and sent to the bloodstream. Organs need the sugar to be in the form of glucose, not glycogen. Then once the glucose is in the bloodstream, a hormone called insulin signals to organs to take the glucose in out of the bloodstream and into one's body cells. Where there are issues with this pathway, diabetes can result. We can begin by discussing the different types of diabetes. Diabetes generally refer to diabetes mellitus, which describes frequent urination where the urine has a lot of sugar in it due to high blood glucose levels. There is also diabetes insipidus, which is not as common and involves frequent urination where the urine does not have a lot of sugar in it. Here we will primarily focus on diabetes mellitus. Hyperglycemia is an abnormally high presence of sugar in the blood. Glycosuria is the abnormally high presence of sugar in the urine. And polyuria means excessive urine. All three of these are characteristics that are observed in diabetes mellitus. There are two types of this condition that are commonly observed in patients, but there are others that will not be discussed here. Type 1 diabetes, also known as juvenile onset diabetes, is also known as insulin-dependent diabetes mellitus. This means that there is insufficient production of insulin in the body, so the sugar cannot be taken out of the bloodstream to be used in the body's organs. Insulin is normally produced by beta cells in the pancreas and then and secreted into the blood. Its lack of production is thought to be caused by an autoimmune reaction that destroys beta cells and not lifestyle or diet factors. Another type of diabetes is gestational diabetes, which results in high blood glucose levels in pregnant women and is usually rectified once the baby is born. Clinically, there are several strategies that can be used to diagnose both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Type 1, for example, can be diagnosed using blood, antibody, or ketone sampling. As was mentioned earlier, during type 1 diabetes, the insulin that is needed to direct glucose into the body's cells is not being made. Cells that need energy begin to use fat deposits instead, leading to the production of ketone bodies, which causes ketosis. The body's BMI drops due to the fat being burned, and the blood becomes acidic because ketone bodies are acidic, leading to ketoacidosis. This also causes damage to small blood vessels as fat begins to deposit on them, and without insulin, those who have this condition cannot use the carbohydrates they eat for energy. All of these symptoms can be used to detect type 1 diabetes. The immune destruction of the beta cells in the pancreatic islets over months or years causes an absolute deficiency of insulin. It is believed that a virus or other environmental factors trigger the autoimmune beta cell destruction, but more research is ongoing. In terms of prognosis, there is a genetic predisposition, with a strong link with specific HLA, DR, and DQ alleles. Genetic heritability is high. There are up to 30% higher chances of getting diabetes if both parents have it. Between 2001 and 2009, there was a 21% increase in the prevalence of type 1 diabetes in those 20 years of age or younger. The most common age of presentation is between the ages of 4 to 6 and in early puberty, or 10 to 14 years old. The highest reported incidences are in Finland and other northern European nations, while China and Venezuela have the lowest reported incidences. In type 2 diabetes, instead of any insufficiency in insulin production, it is caused by the body's cells being desensitized to the hormone. 
It is closely associated with obesity and genetic factors that predispose one to a higher BMI. Even though it was previously known as adult-onset diabetes, it is being seen in children as well due to increased childhood obesity. Since individuals with this condition do not have issues with insulin production, they are not given the hormone. They are instead directed towards nutritional and lifestyle-related changes. Symptoms of type 2 diabetes include bladder, kidney, skin, or other infections that are more frequent or heal slowly. Fatigue, hunger, and blurred vision are also present. Screening for this condition is recommended for the following populations. Overweight children who have other risk factors for diabetes, starting at age 10 and repeated every two years. Overweight or obese adults with a BMI of 25 or higher, starting at age 35. All adults starting at age 45, repeated every three years. Intake of added sugars, such as from table sugar or sucrose, and high fructose corn syrup correlates closely with the risk in diabetes. The longer a patient has diabetes and the less controlled their blood sugar, the higher the risk of complications, such as nerve damage, cardiovascular disease, and kidney damage. Diabetes has been known and studied since antiquity, and many civilizations around the world have historical literature that details the condition. In Western literature, Joseph von Mehring and Oskar Minkowski in 1889 found that if the pancreas was removed from dogs, they would develop diabetes and die. In 1910, Edward Albert Sharpay Schaffer found that insulin was the hormone responsible for glucose removal from the bloodstream. In this setting, diabetes was managed using a strict starvation diet, which slightly prolonged the patient's life but was painful and the prognosis was still very poor. In 1921, Sir Frederick Grant Banting and Charles Herbert Best, along with some chemist colleagues, isolated insulin at the University of Toronto from the pancreases of dogs and cows. They made their patent free of charge so that those who needed insulin could be treated and survive. In 1923, at 32 years old, Banting shared the Nobel Prize in Medicine with John McLeod for their joint discovery of isolated insulin. In 1936, the differences between type 1 and type 2 diabetes were described by Harold Percival Hemsworth. Finally, in 1982, biosynthetic human insulin that could be mass-produced was approved for use in several countries. There have been many new findings in the field of diabetes research. Hybrid insulin peptides, or HIPs, present in human eyelids have been found to elicit autoimmune responses in type 1 diabetes patients. HIPs involve a novel form of post-translational modification involving the covalent bonding of insulin fragments to other protein fragments obtained from parent molecules. Different HIP isotypes involve insulin regions covalently bound to different regions of proteins. For example, 2.5-HIP contains an insulin C fragment, or INS2C7782, on the N-terminal WE14, a natural cleavage product from chromogranin A. HIPs can be detected in increasing numbers in the peripheral blood as mice progress towards diabetes, and these are recognized by CD4 T-cell clones in type 1 diabetes. The presence of HIP-reactive T-cells with inflammatory phenotypes serves as a biomarker for this condition. Various HIPs are recognized by various patients, and these elicit significant responses. There are other genetic factors also involved in these conditions. Glucagon-releasing alpha cells in the pancreas maintain their identity through regulators Aristalis-related homeobox, or ARX, and DNA methyltransferase 1, or DNMT1. More specifically, ARX is required to specify alpha cell fate and to maintain production of hallmark factors like glucagon itself. Inactivation of ARX alone is not conclusive enough to assume alpha-to-beta cell conversion of islets. In type 1 diabetes, blunt glucagon secretions and hypoglycemic contests might be a factor that attenuates alpha cell function. 
DNA epigenetics, methylation specifically, is an important regulatory mechanism during alpha and beta cell differentiation and maturation. DNMT1 appears to be a requirement for alpha cell fate maintenance. ARX and DNMT1 knockdown in mouse models promotes efficient conversion of alpha cells into progeny resembling beta cells in multiple ways, including insulin production, global gene expression, hallmark electrophysiology such as sodium channels, quantities similar to those in beta cells, and insulin secretion in response to glucose stimulation. Within three months of ARX and DNMT1 suppression, tests show successful cell conversion, so this could be a possible treatment option in the future. In conclusion, diabetes is a common and highly complex condition. Its causes and treatment options are an ongoing area of research. There are several types, and although they have similar symptoms, the experiences of patients with these conditions can be very different. With further support, awareness, and more knowledge in this field, those with diabetes can gain a high quality of life and face less stigma.